The subject on tonight in James chapter 4 is faith at work against worldliness and strife. Amen? So now we find out that uh, in our studies that faith has a whole lot to do with our whole walk in Jesus Christ. Amen? In other words, our walk is incomplete if it's not by faith. Did y'all hear that one? Your walk is incomplete if it's not by faith. So, we're going to jump start and start off with James chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. Amen? Here again, before we get started, remember who I am. My name is not James. I need you to understand that. <laughs> my mama didn't name me Jane, and my wife don't call me Jane. <laughs> so my name is Larry. Amen. So James 4 verses 1 through 3, let's read them please. From which cometh wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even of our, your lust that you are in your members? You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet ye have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask the miss. That you may upon your upon your what? Okay. So we on the same path of scriptures then, amen. So here James saying, strife stems from people unsatisfied and self-desires. It instills, instead of wrestling with God in prayer. We wrestle with one another. Believers are stirring up strife with one another. Work in discord and feud and quarreling among each other comes from within. It's in you. It's in you. Come on, somebody. Stop looking around for the devil because it's in you. Some of the issues come from jealousy. Some of the issues come from covenant of what others have. Therefore, you desire, your desires go unfulfilled. And since it comes from covenant, guess what? That's what James means that you kill. Ain't that what he said in the book? You desire and can't have, you fight in war. Amen. So, guess what? So the fight is within you. So you become a murderer in your heart, burning with envy and anger toward others. Therefore, God gives you nothing because you are asking with the wrong purpose and self-motive. Now, I'm going to bring it to your attention because I know you've been there uh, because I don't think there's nobody in here that haven't been there before they got saved. I said before they got saved now. When you got saved, I, I hope it left you. I'm going to start off that way first. 
But haven't you noticed there was a part of you that when your when your your undesirable friends or your enemies when they had more than you did, and when you found out that they failed, you got a self satisfaction behind it. Oh, y'all ain't been there, huh? Come on, somebody. Your enemy got a great fall, and you were so glad they failed. Wasn't you? Come on now. So guess what? That was not from the enemy. That was in you. That was in your nature. Come on now. You ain't ran around hoping that your enemy did good. Huh? Even right today, you ain't hoping that. You telling God, get him, God, get him, get him. You ain't telling God, save him, God, save him. Huh? Because there's some stuff still left in you. Come on now. Even in your saved life, let you hear that your enemy fell and broke his leg. You're going to be saying, good and him. He should have broke it. Because <laughs> there's something still left in you. Amen. So, there is a few words that uh, later we're going to deal with in that very passage of Scripture. But first of all, 1 John chapter 3 and 15 says, Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. Now God has switched it to the church. Because your brother is in the church. Your brother is under the blood of Jesus Christ. And he said, whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So guess what? If you are a, and murderer here, is, you can typify it as, hey, if you are a hater in the church, you ain't going to glory. Wow. Wow. And here when he used the term murderer, he's talking about with your mouth. And with murdering with your mouth, he said, you do not have eternal life abiding in you. You know eternal life got to abide in you in order for you to obtain it. Huh? Come on, somebody. It's almost like a resume. If you ain't got a resume, you can't get the job. If you ain't got eternal life abiding in you, you can't live eternally. Did that make sense? So, here in the scripture, it says, from which cometh wars and fighting among you. Now, when you look at that, which come in wars, the, it's an inward war. You got an inward battle going on in you. And the inward battle is brawling and fighting with your inner man. Lord have mercy. How often do we fight on the inside? 
Huh? And we fight on the inside for so long, we get so mad that we even forget what we're mad about. Huh? I'm just mad, Rope. <laughs> you are wrestling with godliness versus ungodliness. What you mean? You are wrestling with, 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 trying, with trying not to be good. Come on now. But you don't wrestle with ungodliness. You do ungodliness, but you wrestle with the goodness. Wow. I find it hard to do the goodness, but I find it easy to do the unrighteousness. Why? Because you don't fight against the unrighteousness. You fight against the righteousness. It's an inward problem. So then he said, that which is right versus that which is wrong. And you chooses, or the majority of us chooses, that which is wrong and feel good about it. Come on now. So when you look at verse 2, you lust. And have not. Let's deal with you lust. You lust. To have the affection. Directed. Toward anything else. But God. You desire. To long after. Whatever you desire. You go after it. Wholeheartedly. Am I right or wrong? find that we lust after something so bad that it means to desire in a bad sense as coveting it or lusting after it could be either a woman it could be a man or it can be many other things to the point that you want it so bad amen sometimes we want stuff so bad that we'll go over the top to have it and then don't even know how we're going to pay for it. Huh? And then, uh, Pastor, you turned the other night uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Now you're going to rob Peter, John, and Fred to pay Paul. Amen. Amen. 
And if it get too tough, it might sneak in a little crookedness in them. If your lust get control of you, come on somebody, you're going to do whatever it takes to satisfy the lust that is in you. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful. So then, in verse 3, he said, you ask and receive not. Meaning that you don't apprehend it. You don't, you don't get it. You don't take it up. You don't get it and God don't give it. So it's to take up into your possession. You don't get ownership of it. Because why? You ask for it and your lust. So you don't get the ownership of it. Come on somebody. And if you don't get the ownership of it, if you're not very careful, you will wind up in finding yourself stealing. Because of the lust that had grown in you and then got out of control and your desires and got so pumped up that ain't nothing turning you around. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Yes, ma'am. Well, you plan on riding the bicycle? So you needed a car then, didn't you? Okay. Unless you were going to catch a cab everywhere you went. Right? So it's evidently your car was a necessity, wasn't it? But now, I will tell you this. Don't go out and buy a Rolls Royce and you got Volkswagen money. Huh? Come on, somebody. Ride in what fits your feet. Amen. Come on now. Folks see me in that escalator. Boy, that thing sure look good. I try to take care of it as best as I can because I've been riding free for a long time. Huh? I've been riding free so long, I got patches all over that rascal. A patch here and a patch there. Come on, somebody. Just let the wheels keep on turning. Because I, I don't know nobody out there I'm trying to keep up with. Huh? Amen. And if they trying to keep up with me, they've been misled. Huh? Come on, somebody. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I just like to look like new money. <laughs> so you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss. What is ask amiss? What is ask amiss? Huh? Wrong motive? In error? Huh? Not in faith? Out of selfishness. So how how many of them words, uh, how many of those definitions come down your street? (laughs) 
amiss. It is to have it badly. So badly that you lose all reasoning of love and honesty. That all godly thoughts are overrisen by your lust or your desire. It's wrong motives for your own pleasure. That's your amiss. Because you ask the miss that you can, can look at even tell you. You ask the miss that you may consume it upon your lust. Wow. Amen. So you got to watch your motives. Go to Romans chapter 7 right quick. Verses 21. I'm going to go get me one because Rosetta got one. Romans chapter 7. Verses 21. I recall somebody, no names and no blames, somebody went and made a big purchase because they thought the beans went and made a big purchase. Bean, they ain't bought a thing. You just went and you just went and spent some money with the wrong motive. Come on, somebody. Then come to find out what they thought I bought, I was written. That I was able to give it back. <laughs> come on, somebody. So you gotta watch your motive. Look what 21st verse through 25 says. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is... What's with you? Because it's in you. Come on, somebody. Adam and Eve left that scar in you. Read 22nd verse. For I desire... I delight in the law of God after huh? your inner man that God made that came from him desires to do good. Amen. Amen. Did y'all hear that? It's something built inside of you that desires to do good but just can't find a way to do it. Look what the 23rd verse said. But I seen another law in my members warring against the law. Oh, you got something inside of you that's warring against your mind. When your mind said do something good, there's another member in there warring with you that telling you don't do it, but do something bad. 
Instead of doing something right, it's telling you to do something wrong. But look what it says. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in. So the sin is in you. So then it brings you into captivity. Then guess what? The site that you used to be, the lost your freedom, and now you're in bondage again. You in the bondage that you was in that you just that God brought you out of. Oh, because now you're gone back into captivity. Hmm. Wow. Come on, somebody. Because now, guess what? Conviction comes. Now, since you're on this side of salvation, when Rome pop up and, and, and you yield to it, then after you done yield to it, then conviction comes. Your conscience started working. You were wrong. It's, but what's real bad is when we ignore our conscience. Come on, somebody. Because our conscience should lead us to repentance. Come on now. So guess what? Then you go back to having that war again. Now you're warring on the inside of you. You want to do right, but guess what? Wrong just won't let you. So you keep on yielding to the wrong while you fighting against the right. And there's a battle going on in you. Yes, ma'am. Wait a minute. Did you say was doing? Or you said he was doing? Which one of them is it? Was like past after being forgiven? Or was doing after you was forgiven? Something you did suddenly. So that's after you've been saved. That's what they got all the calls for. Well, see, that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Are you talking about something after you've been saved? Or are you talking about something before you were saved? So anything that after you were saved, if your conscience convict you, then God is greater than your conscience. So therefore, you need to repent. Did that clear it up? I don't care if it was a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago. If your conscience convict you that you done done something wrong, you need to get it straight. Because if you don't get it straight, you ain't going nowhere. And if you don't get it straight, you cannot progress in God. You stops right there. Your Holy Ghost process or your Holy Ghost Forwardness stops right there. You don't go no further. 
Because God is not going to allow you to do uh, what y'all used to call it. Because you're slowing me up. Is it pertaining to what we're talking about? Okay, well, come on. Don't get too spiritual before we get holy. Amen. A lot of times we put the cart before the horse. Amen. Come on now. The thing you got to keep in mind is when you find that there is a weight and a sin that so easily besets you, that's what you got to drop. Come on, somebody. Me and Lamont playing. I said, Lamont, you're so crazy. I ain't no point me running to the house. Oh, Lord, I told you. Come on now. He know not what we meant, and I know what we meant. Oh, stop playing with words. I said, you up okay? this. Twenty-fourth verse says, "O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body?" Huh? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You got to distinguish what is the law of God versus the law of sin that's dwelling in you that you keep acting upon. Come on now. Go to Proverbs chapter 1 right quick. 
hope I have freedom that uh, it wasn't about after Sunday school when I said, let's go down there and eat what our freedom brought because if our freedom said, okay, I sure would have went down there and ate it. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 1, verses 28 and 29. Let's read them. Are we there? But they, they shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Now look what 29 verse said. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. God said if you hate knowledge, he is not going to be found by you. He's going to look for him and you ain't going to find him. What are you talking about? You're going to pray till you turn blue in the face. But if you keep rejecting the knowledge of God, God said, I ain't answering nothing. Wow. Wow. Then they shall call me, but I will not answer. Huh? Some of you be boo-hooing and hooing, and I wonder why God ain't answering my prayer. Check out your life. Look at your clothesline and see do you still have some dirty laundry on it. They shall seek me early. And just because you get up bright early in the morning, just because you can't sleep, you're rolling over, so I'm going to get up and pray. God said, you're going to seek me early, but you shall not find me. Wow. Y'all didn't know that was in the book, did you? For that they hated knowledge. Wow. Wow. In other words, he said, because they kick against my word. So if you kick against my word, you kicking against me. So why are you looking for me? Why are you seeking me and you kicking against what I said? Wow. And they did not choose, look what he said, the fear of the Lord. We done got to the point that what we do don't even scare us no more. What we do do not put us in the fear of what God may do to us or how God feel about what we're doing or what God see us doing. We done been there, done that. And I'm telling you, guess what? If you don't straighten it up, you'll never hear from it for a long time. And I do mean a long time. Huh? Because you know what I found out about God? God can sit, and I'm just paraphrasing, God can sit on his throne Because you reject knowledge. 
You need to know that. Go back to Romans, I mean James, 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 James 4. Boy, I'm so glad my name ain't James. And you know what y'all saying? Hurry up and leave James at home. So let's look at verses um, 4 through 6. Are we there? Let's read 4 through 6. Ye adulterers and adulteries, know you not that the friendship of the world is imitated with God? Whosoever therefore would be a friend of the world is the enemy. Somebody say enemy. enemy. You are an enemy of God. Verse 5 says, do you think that the scripture said, bang, wait a minute. Do you think that the scripture lie? So the spirit that dwelleth in us lusts to envy. The spirit, the God said, the word, the spirit do not lie on you. It's in you. So stop hollering about the devil made you do it. It's in you. The work was done that the devil was going to do back in the book of Genesis. Everything else from that came from your mama and your daddy, which is Adam and Eve. Oh, so let's put the blame where the blame need to be. Come on, somebody. Only thing that the devil do when he find the lust that's in you, he beautify. Wouldn't you like to have? Wouldn't you like to have that? Come on now. If you get this one, guess what? The next one you can get free. The devil good at telling you buy one and get the next one free. Huh? And you be sitting there, ooh, good at two. <laughs> Come on now. Six verse says, but he that giveth more grace, wherefore he said, God resist. God resists who? So guess what? Watch your stinking pride. Because God kicks you out. He resists you. And resists me, God turns away from you. He turns back. Yes, he still smells like pride. So he don't get close to you. And you think that you're close to God and you don't know, you don't realize you far off. Did y'all hear that? God resists the proud, but guess what he do? But give it grace, somebody said grace, grace. to the humble. So you got to humble yourself. Come on, somebody. You, 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 you got to get out of who you think you are. Because the truth be known, you're still just a stick of mud. Come on now. I, it don't make no difference 
if you go and buy uh, some of cocoa glitter and her clothes and her shiny stuff, when it, when it boils down to it, when you get through putting it on, you steal a stick of mud. It didn't change nothing about you. Not in the sight of God. You might have been looking good to yourself. But you, you, you need to be trying to find out how you're looking to God. And this is the biggest problem with the church is folks don't stop trying to figure out how they look with God. Uh, didn't get up to say all that, but it did. So, as Israel was a spiritual adultery and unfaithful to God, so the church is spiritually an adulterer still by unfaithful to Jesus Christ. Adultery is adultery. Come on, somebody. Physically and spiritually. Both of them are sending you to hell. We as the saints has got to stop being unfaithful brides to Jesus Christ. Because if you are part of the church, you is the bride of Christ. Mm, mm, mm. Can I say it, y'all? It'd be a shame he we get up there and he said, get out of my face, you hoe. You done prostituted all of your time that you should have been given to me. spandex and better get you one two size too small so it take you a long time to get out of it you might have a change of mind by then we cannot be both a lover of God and a lover of the world that's an adulterer I went, I, I went with no man. I went with no woman. But you were loving on the world more than you loved on God. So you committed spiritual whoredom. You going to love one or you going to love the other? Your own spirit will lust the envy, not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost ain't going to have you lusting to envy. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you down the straight and the narrow if you hold on to the rope. Because you know you got to hold on to the rope. 
He is to lead you, not to tie you up and bring you along. We need to understand that. The Holy Ghost job is not to tie you up and drag you along. He's going to give you the rope and you got to hold on to the rope while he leads the way. Amen. That's why my old pastor used to say, reach beyond the break and hold on. What break? The break in your flesh. You got to reach past your flesh. So you got to reach beyond the break and hold on. Because if you don't, your rope is going to break. Come on, somebody. Oh, we have time now to guess what? If, if, if we don't take this serious now, who not, wait a minute, Lord have mercy. Do y'all not know that the old world stopped in the book of Genesis? And you got 65 more books since then? How much more time do you think that you got? If he ended the world after the book in the book of Genesis, he did not get out of one book. Before he ended the world. And then he gave you 65 months to get it straight before he come back. How much more time do you think we got? You didn't think about that, did you? Huh? Since Abraham to now. God has given us a chance. And Abraham was in the book of Genesis. And the last book, which is the book of Jude, you have a chance to get it right with God because when you get to Revelation, guess what? It's time for the table to start turning. And when God started the table to turn it, ain't no stopping. Did y'all hear that? And the way it's going now, it looks like the table already started turning. Huh? Come on now. Go to the grocery store. You can't hardly find nothing no more. What are you going to look like another month from here? Come on, somebody. Let another epidemic break out. Better save some of your newspaper just in case you run out of toilet paper. It might be rough, but it'll get the job done. <laughs> Rob, they got to do what they got to do. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So, boy, y'all got me off again. Let me see where we're back. So, your spirit will lust to envy, not after the Holy Ghost. Your sin nature begins to resurface. Haven't you noticed that in your life, that your sin nature that you used to be in, it always trying to find a loophole to come back up? It always wants to send you a taste of what you used to do. The problem comes is when you start saying, show is good, show is good. It's 
It's just like going back to the refrigerator getting another scoop of ice cream. And my wife knew I'd go back and get two, three scoops after I done had them. <laughs> Don't you laugh, Rob. So your old sin nature always trying to resurface. But it's your job to put it in check. Oh, I know I said something then because half of y'all, when you come back up, you be talking about, oh Lord, just take this taste away from me. Take it away, Lord. God ain't talking back away. It's your job to put it in check. Why do you say that? Because he said that he gave you power Responsibility. Hmm. That was a mouthful then, wasn't it? But God gives great grace to the humble. Them that he see that's humbling themselves. He apply more grace to them. Huh? Because they're striving, come on somebody, to be humble before him. Come on now. And God set himself against those that are proud. And somebody ought to say, wow. Let's go back to being an imitate to God. Hmm. Animosity. opposes and hostile to God. Oh. Agitation. You mean to tell me we can we can agitate God with the way we look at things? That he gets agitated with us? He gets irritated with us? Huh? He gets irritated to the point, you know, he got irritated at one point with the, with the nation of Israel. That he told Moses, get out of my way. I'm going to kill them all. Huh? I'm going to kill them all and I'm going to raise you up another nation. Wow. Huh? So guess what? God got somebody in the wind ready to take your place if you keep irritating him. Did y'all hear that? God got your replacement and your replacement is sitting there ready to see when God going to let him go to take your place. But you keep irritating God and God going to say, it's going to be soon. Amen. And you going to find yourself in a predicament that you ain't going to be able to get out of. Huh? Because you gave God your proud look. <laughs> you became an enemy. Did it not say an enemy to God? Huh? Verse 4 said that if you be friends of the world, you is the enemy of God. You mean to tell me 
You can call yourself in the church and still be an enemy of God. Wow. Prove that. Go to 1 John chapter 2. Verses 15 through 17. Are you there? Let's read it, please. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love... Whoa! Shut up! If you love the world, the love of God ain't in you. Hmm. That means if you put the world business before you help God's business, God just kicked you out of his love? Wow. But guess what? If he don't love you, you sure can't get his goods. Huh? If he don't love you, you sure can't get his blessing. If he don't love you, you don't get great grace either. So stop running around here. I'm highly favored. You better check the book to find out if you in his great grace. Huh? Before you get to hollering about I'm blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored is mean that he said that if you love the world, the love of the Father ain't in you. So how can you be highly favored? They don't agree with each other. Am I right? So then he says, 16 verse, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. Whoa, you mean to tell me your actions in your flesh? What you see and always running after. And your stinking pride that you think you're somebody. God said that ain't of him. But that's what the world strives on. The, the world strives on lust. The world strives on going after everything that it see. Huh? My nigga got it how I wanted to. Huh? And that's something. Um, God gave it to her. He can give it to me too. Maybe some God don't want you to have. Huh? You don't know what she went through for God to give her what she got. And what she had to go through to give what God what she got from God. Baby, you might not be able to make the first step. God do award folks for their righteousness. Huh? Do we really? Did he not award Abraham to be the father of all nations because Abraham followed him and did what he told him to do? Even in making mistakes, Abraham still kept following God. And it was what? Imputed unto him as righteousness because of his faith of following God? 
17th verse says, the world passes away. Guess what? Hold it right there. If you lust it, you're going to pass away with it. Whatever is consistent in the word of L-U-S-T is going with it. If you made that your house, uh-oh, Lord have mercy. If that's where you live, you going with it. He said it's going to pass away. The world going to pass away and the lust thereof. And what else did he say? But he that doeth, somebody said the will of God, abideth forever. So if you got problems with doing the will of God, guess what? You need to get you some more knee pads and get down on your knees and stay down there until you can get an audience with God so God can tell you what your problem is and what you need to correct to be in his will. Because he will tell you. Oh, but see, oh, I know what the problem is now. Somebody I know what the problem is. God bless me, Lord God. You know, Lord God. You know what I'm standing in need of? Thank you, Lord. That's what y'all got. Huh? And you think God's going to answer? God said, what? In the world? to the Lord. If you standing in your old proud self, God say you are an abomination to him. Wow. You know, sometimes we can get so stuck in pride Say I'm sorry. I'll tell you what my, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what my sorrow is. One time, he just told a child wrong. Praise the Lord, 
I can it was an illustration. <laughs> she really wants my candy, Cantina. She should have saved some of that fun from Halloween. Tell me you love me and you don't mean it. 